It's time for JT the Brick, live at Super Bowl 57. Touchdown, Kansas City! Travis Kelsey from Patrick Mahomes! Two teams that I don't like, one that I grew up hating in Philadelphia, and the arch nemesis of the Raider Nation are playing each other in the Super Bowl. So I did not win the lottery on that. No one picked us to win. But I'm pretty pissed off. You can doubt the Chiefs! You can dislike the Chiefs! You can disrespect the Chiefs! I believe that Kansas City won the game with the help of the officials. Sound off with JT the Brick. We got to do some Super Bowl talk here. The Philadelphia Eagles have won the NFC Championship. This is the worst case scenario. If you were told me in my life who are the two teams I don't want to see in the Super Bowl, it would be Philadelphia, the team of my youth that I hated, and it would be Kansas City. Attention, air traffic control. A flock of Eagles is heading to Arizona. Philadelphia, I need them to beat Kansas City. Raider Nation all day. I can't ever go for the Queefs. Ever, ever, ever. So I'm a Philly fan from this point until the Super Bowl is over. But I know the job isn't done. Let's do our job on the radio to root against Kansas City. The Super Bowl is set, and I got a lot to get to. And now, live from Radio Row, here's JT the Brick. All right, we're back, hour number two. It's my final hour of the week on Radio Row, and we're having a big day. And Stephen A. Smith just texted me, and he's on his way, but it would probably be at the end of the show. So he said, what time, what time? I said, I'm off at the top of the hour. He goes, I'm in traffic, so we might miss him. We might get him. That's the way it is as we're here on Radio Row, and we have such a good time. Ron Jaworski is going to join us in a moment. Also, Brian Baldinger and the great Mike Golick, who's here. We're all part of Gridiron Greats. He's going to join us here momentarily. Kevin Durant to Phoenix is somewhat shocking to me. Russell Westbrook, the era with the Lakers being over. The NBA trade deadline is something that I'll dive into heavy when I'm back in Vegas on Monday, no doubt about it. It's a big storyline and something we definitely have to talk about. So we'll get into that as we come back. And Ron Jaworski's been a friend for a long time. He's been on Radio Row. I think he came to, I think Jaws came to congratulate me on my 25th Radio Row. That's how far Jaws and I go back. We go way, way back to shows in Las Vegas. Yes. Well, we used to do the uh, Tahoe Golf, Lake Tahoe the Tahoe Golf Tahoe Tournament, tournament was uh, our favorite. Vegas. How you getting around? You look good. Well, look what I got. Yeah, and let's talk about this right yeah, out I, of the I gate. Got, I got products that help me now. You have products. <laughs> what are we talking about here, Joss? I do work for Mueller. Okay. Every year at the Super Bowl. And I always have some cool, unique yeah. product. And when you get to be 39 like I am now, you know, you can need all these <laughs> products that can help us. And as an old quarterback... You know what, I sprained my ankle, hurt my arm. I put it in a boot, a compression boot. Get some blood flowing. That's what Mueller's come up with, a product called Revive. Okay. Guys your age, my age, athletes right now, you got a bump, you got a bruise, you need to treat it. Put this on, compression, moves the blood, feel better. So you've had the high ankle sprain back in the day. You've had multiple of them. But you didn't have this pro- uh, this product back then. What did they do back in the day? Otho Davis, I, I remember Otho very well as our trainer with with Philadelphia Eagles. He was the head of the NAT, the National Athletic Association of Trainers. He had every piece of equipment you could imagine. But we're now 40 years down the road. Right, right. The stuff now is like, that's old school. This is modern technology. It's, it's JT, it's amazing. Put this on for an hour. I mean, I could probably run a 4 or 5, 40 now after, <laughs> not really. It's a, it's a great before and after a round it works. of golf. And, and when you're 39, like I yeah. went, I lie a lot too, it makes me feel better. And I can walk a golf course too. I love to walk the golf course. So when I come off the golf course, I throw the boot on. 
Jaron Jaworski is our guest. You know we have the greatest golf courses in the world in Vegas. From Shadow Creek, you could play in beautiful Henderson, Summerlin, Bears Best Cascada. by my house, Cascada. Oh, yeah. It's amazing, yep. and you're playing golf a lot. You travel around the country. How do you have your bag with you? Do you ship it ahead of time? Do you got do you got clubs on the West Coast and on the East Coast? How do you so do you, it? You you know I own golf courses, right? Yes. I own seven golf courses in the Philadelphia region. So here's what I do. I call it quality control. So I gotta go out there and make sure everything is fine, that the greens are rolling good, they're rolling ten and a half, eleven, sand traps are raked, the tees are set properly. Wow. See I call that you know, quality control. That's my job now. My son does the heavy lifting. He runs the company. I just play golf. How is a golf course a good business? Because sometimes you line up, there's rain, it's backed up on the first hole, you're trying to get people finished on the end of the day before darkness, you got a pro shop. How do you make money? COVID changed the world, we know, in, in some negative yeah. ways. The golf business boomed after COVID. Golf was really the only thing you could do coming out of COVID. So you saw young people, you saw women, Hispanics, African-American. That population all began to play golf. It's amazing. Our numbers are up 25% income since COVID ended. We could live a normal life. But it started when there was COVID. The only thing you could do was golf. It just began to blossom. Ron Jaworski is our guest. So the last time I emceed for the sixth time, Gridiron Greats in Chicago, Coach Ditka was there early, and I got a chance to spend about five, ten minutes with him and his wife before they opened up the doors. And uh, he was slowing down a little bit at that point, as you know. How is he? And how about this partnership with you and him and the relationship that you have with this guy behind the scenes? How important is it to you? JT, it really is special. And and the the coach is is doing fine. He's not traveling and moving around. Uh, Brian Urlacher has really yep. replaced him in the Dit- Ditka Jaws cigar party. But, you know, probably about 15, 16 years ago when I was coach and I were doing all the ESPN work, we do the studio shows, and we go have a cigar after football day was done. And he had his Gridiron Greats Foundation. I have the Jaws Use Playbook, which is my foundation. Mine is for at-risk youth, and his is for former players. Yep. And we said, you know, he runs a cigar party. I run it. So why, you know, why don't we join them together and make something really special? It really is special. It we, is. We have, we have 1,200 people will be joining us tonight. So many great players, Hall of Famers, active players joining us. It's a great celebration. And sometimes we forget, and this is where, where Coach Ditka taught me a lot. He mentored me in giving back. Great and greats, you know, we see the players making, you know, millions of dollars a year. He doesn't forget his roots or the players that, that he coached mm-hmm. that weren't making that kind of money. So he formed great and greats. There are some guys... In this day and age, it shouldn't happen, but it's happening. Some former players can't pay their rent. Yeah, you know they they they, they don't get subsidies the for their pen- food. The pension's They're, ridiculous. They don't get. They have not. So, coach, I've seen him reach his pocket and pull out thousands of dollars and give it to guys because he cared about the former yeah. players they, personally, and that's what Gridiron Greats does. So, usually, saw him with his you know when he does his dinner in Las Vegas yeah. all the time. I think he's going to take that to Chicago and still continue to do it because he realized there are still players out there that need help and. That's what the Gridiron Greats is all about. So it's great to share that platform with him and Brian Erlacher with, with, my, with my playbook, which is for young kids. Ron Jaworski, the cigar party tonight is amazing. I've never missed one. And what I, what I love about telling the story, Jaws, is in the beginning, people are overwhelmed with parties. Oh, what party are you going to? What side yeah. of town? Especially in urban sprawl, sprawl towns like L.A., Phoenix. Yeah. We'll have it in Vegas next year. This party became so big the last four or five years that 
no one goes anywhere other than this party it's, tonight. It's, it's amazing. I'm, it's it, it's it almost came, scary. It is. Yeah. So yeah. I would say when it was 200, 300, yeah. you're saying 1,200 tonight. 1,200 tonight. When I come with my friends tonight and we have a cigar and we sit, we get a table in the corner and get a chance to have a really good conversation with our buddies yeah. over cigars, you got to be proud of that legacy because you never thought you were going to get into the party business no, no, the I, Super Bowl, I, I, Jaws, you know, and I, now you might have the best one. I like a little scotch. I like yeah. a little cigar now and then. You know, and and I, I love seeing my brothers, you know, yeah. the, the players. We get in, we'll have 250 former and present-day players. A quarter of the population tonight will be players. And it's great that they support myself, Coach Ditka, Brian Erlacher, and they spread the word. You know, it's not a bunch of people hanging out to get autographs. They say, hey, we're having a conversation. Yes. You know, what team? You like the Chiefs? You like the Eagles? Whatever. It's a good conversation. It's social. There's no sit-down dinner and speeches. But Brian and I will probably talk for about 30 seconds each, thanking everyone, and that's it. It's just a good gathering of guys that love football. It's relaxing, and that's what yeah. a cigar and a scotch yeah. is all about. You got that right. Wrapping it up with Ron Jaworski. One more, Jaws. I've got to ask you about sure. the game. Going back to Chuck Bednarik, to Jerome Brown, Reggie White, and this unit now. This, to me on paper, is one of the greatest Eagle teams of all time. I saw him in Vegas last year. The Raiders put 30 unanswered up on him. I was on the radio, as you know, nationally. People are not calling for Nick Sirianni's head, but they were really upset about him. And Jalen Hurts, ah, it might take three or four years to get him going. How'd they turn it around with Howie Roseman so quickly to have a dominant team, let alone a Super Bowl contender? Players. You know, I, yeah. I'm still believe that players win game, and Nick Sirianni's done a fantastic job coaching. And, you know, Howie Roseman has built a quality football team. But if you really follow how he built this team, and I go back to when Chip Kelly was brought in, and how he still focused on the offensive line and defensive line. And make no mistake, we, we're talking about the quarterback and Hurts and Mahomes and wide receivers and A.J. Brown and blah, 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 Lukowski. The game will be won with the guys with their hand in the ground. I agree. And the Eagles have the best offensive line in football, maybe the best I've seen in a long time. We're literally three all-pros and two guys that were alternate all-pros. That's five all-pros on one team. You know? And the acquisition of A.J. Brown, in fact, I was doing a draft show last year, draft day, and the Eagles made the trade for the, to get A.J. Brown. I took my book with all the notes in it, <laughs> and I closed it. I said, A-plus. I mean, they got the guy they needed that was going to you – know, Devontae Smith is, is a great player. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dallas Goddard's a great player. They needed that compliment that was the, the combat catcher. You know, balls are 50-50. He's going to win those battles. You got so it. So that was, that was the, to me, that was a big key. The defense in Philly is a pass-rush defense. So Kansas City cannot get in third and known. If, they, if they're in third and seven or, seven or more, it's going to be a long day for the Chiefs. I will see you tonight. On top of that, and next year we're in Vegas where I live. And I'll and, be there. I, know, I have a feeling you're going to be there three or four days earlier. And you got to scout the cigar. Well, i, have, I got to get, get a feel of the neighborhood. And I want to give you one more quick plug from Vegas. Resorts World opened up a cigar lounge called Eight Cigar Lounge. It's the best I've ever seen in the world. And it's wow. there. Mark Davis, the owner, is almost there every other night. It is fantastic. They have a filtration system where every few minutes all the smoke goes up and out. Outdoor patio overlooking the strip. When you get to Eight Cigar Lounge, I'm going to walk okay. you in and show you everybody there. It's going to change your life. Well, I do come out and scout the venue. I know. Before we pick, so you will hear from me. I will. Resorts eight. World would be a good spot for you. <laughs> eight Cigar Lounge, like the number eight, E-I-G-H-T. Thank Love you, Josh. Appreciate the, the friendship. Great, great see you tonight. Again. You got Thanks it. for everything. I appreciate it. Ron Jaworski, kind enough to join us, and uh, he's fantastic. And we go back a long way, and his party is 
super, super legitimate and fantastic to have him. So really appreciate him coming on and good conversation. When we come back, we're going to get to Baldy. Brian Baldinger is going to join us. We'll talk to him about the Raiders. Max Crosby, what has to happen on the offensive line, all the ins and outs of this offseason. We also had a fantastic, I think, podcast today on Raiders Roundtable, and Raiders Roundtable was all about the game and some of the stars that we had, including Tim Brown and our other A-list guest, Josh Jacobs with Eddie Pascal. It's a big day for the Raiders here. So come on out and download the podcast, Raiders Roundtable. Back to JT the Brick, live from Radio Row in Arizona. Brought to you by Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow in the 215. Would I be interested in having Aaron Rodgers throw to me? Yes. Uh, yes. I would love to have that, and obviously that would be a dream scenario. One that I've, I'm, I'm very familiar with. That's Devontae, big talk. I just talked to another gentleman, JT, back on Radio Row about Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers. Everybody is buzzing about the quarterback. Everyone is buzzing about the future quarterback of the Raiders. It's a massive topic. JT back on Radio Row. Hall of Famer and Raiders icon Charles Woodson built his legend on the gridiron. Now he's taking the same dedication to his new craft spirit line, Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. It's fantastic. It's finished in the same wine barrels that Charles makes his wine, which gives it the spicy caramel finish. It's available now more in more than 70, I think 80, Las Vegas grocery and liquor stores. We are proud of that because we, we've helped him from the beginning. He's one of our original guys here on Raider Nation Radio. So Woodson Bourbon Whiskey, proud partner of our show, and we appreciate Charles as he helped us get out here. Brian Baldinger grew up in the same town I did, Massapequa, Long Island. And he was an iconic athlete when I was growing up as a kid, and now he's at NFL Network and he covers the Raiders as good as anybody. We just sat down and spoke about the silver and black. Back on Radio Row, Brian Baldinger joins us. Baldy, great to see you. Hometown JT. guys. Yes. Good Strong Island. Strong Island no all the way, yes. It. No yes. doubt about it. The work you do has never been better. Congratulations mm. on everything. The breakdowns, I'm using them live on my show. When Are you? Post them. Of course. When I see them, because I'm on Sunday night <laughs> yeah, Sunday for Mad Dog and yep. then uh, doing my Raiders work. And when I see you put something out on Max or even from another team, I look yeah. at it. How quickly do you turn that around? And who owns that property? Because obviously you have a lot of different platforms. Well, I, mean, I think I it's amazing. The NFL. Yep. So um, the NFL has... Uh, the rights to all the, yep. the film. So they've let me use it for a variety of different things. I don't benefit personally from it, but, you know. <laughs> that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. Well, we need okay, to talk. My, you see all these, see all this advertising? That's where I'm going. Uh, because I, I do it. Um, it's great. I do it, JT, honestly. I started it because I felt like there was a big gap, a huge gap, between what anybody watched on television and then what they gleaned from any, and I'm not to knock any analysts out here at all, but there's just so much any analyst could do. And I just thought there was a big gap, so I started, let me just fill in the gaps a little bit, explain the game a little bit more. And then what I found was the instant connection to fans and players. Right. So, obviously, Max, you know, but in, in, with Raiders. But, you know, Devontae Adams. I mean, all these guys, uh, if I did something on Dylan Parham, like he would retweet it pretty quick. Yeah. You know, because I like the way he played. But it, I, I just felt like the fans and the players really liked it. The players, they could make X amount of dollars, millions of dollars. But if they 
found somebody that really understood what they were doing and explained it properly, they really enjoyed that. Great segue to Dylan Parham, Colt Miller yep. at left tackle. So, without Aaron Rodgers, Brady retired, whoever the quarterback's going to be, how many new offensive linemen does Dave Ziegler have to get in the draft and free agency to tighten this up? Because you know how much money they have to spend on defense. Well, I like the left side. Okay. I like Colton and I like Dillon. Like, I, there's been a rotating group at right tackle, as we know. Uh, you could always, I don't think you have to go overspending free agency. I don't think you have to spend a first round pick. I mean, Jordan Mulatto was a seventh round pick. He's a freak. But you could find, you could find good, adequate linemen. You've got to develop them, though. You know, you've got to have a teacher and you've got to develop. Um, they obviously have holes on defense and they have to address it. They, they, they have continued to do it, but it's just been, we, we know what that roster keeps looking like. It keeps Brian, changing. Brian Baldinger joins us. So what is the optimism for Patrick Graham to get smarter and more athletic players in the draft and free agency? A linebacker, maybe another corner? I mean, those are big holes, Baldy. They're huge. They're huge holes. Like, I feel like there's nobody else like Max Crosby in the whole league. Mm -hmm. And the way that he defeats blocks in the run game in, in pass rush, I think he needs an inside presence, an inside push. I, I don't see that guy on the roster. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just somebody like the Eagles have Javon Hargrave. They went to free agency. They got him. Right. Like, he's a huge difference maker. I think, feel like Max needs somebody to push. But, yes, they, they need a, an elite corner. They need, um, they need a linebacker. Uh, they just need an impactful player. You know, it, you could choose a position, close your eyes and throw it. They need guys that make an impact. How does the team, back to the old line, how does a team have the leading rusher in the NFL without an elite offensive line? Please explain that to me. Well, I, I'm not saying that they're not elite, but what, what was disappointing, though, especially with, like, losses to New Orleans this right. year, you know, which was just how you could, when you have the leading rusher, you should be able to pay that off, whether it's by play action right. but you should you should once he's running like he did against I mean pick a game Denver I mean so many great games Josh had this year you got to make that running game pay off and I don't feel like as an offense they did that and that's not a function of the offense that's a function of how the offense is designed you have a fair criticism on what you think Derek did or didn't do at the line of scrimmage that he did with John Gruden or Rich Passaccia that he didn't do with Coach McDaniels, which the next quarterback will do better. We saw what Stidham did against the Niners I know. in that game, especially Brian the outside the pocket. The best performance by a quarterback I saw with the Raiders in a long time. I mean, that was a great defense. Wow. Um, that, was, that was some performance that day. Uh, the 49ers didn't break down. He just beat them. Now, I don't know how if he could do that. I, mean, I know he followed up the next week. wasn't as good. I just thought that last game against Pittsburgh was awful yeah. by Derek. I mean, the final interception, like, to Hunter, like, that's a touchdown throw. It's a wrong throw. He made the wrong throw. I mean, you got to throw that ball to an open patch of grass. They completely broke down in coverage in the back end. That should have been a touchdown. And there's too many plays like that left on the field. Last one. What's next for you? Your life. I mean, I love the work you do, and I know you've been doing this a long time. NFL Networks treat, treats you great. What's going on in your personal life? Oh, I mean, I'll be in Belize next Friday. Diving in the Blue Hole. Yeah, I'm Tell a diver. Tell me about that. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've, I've done a... the Great Barrier Reef. I haven't done that one. Oh, the Blue Holes. you got to oh. see. you got to go see them. It's 60 miles offshore, so a little bit of a boat ride to get out there. But, no, I'll be diving next Friday. I'll be in the Blue Hole just uh, looking for hammerheads or Good. whatever's out there. Yeah, I'm a thank, diver, man. Thank you, my friend. Good you to see you. Yep. You got it. Can you imagine Brian Baldinger with a with full scuba gear on, uh, diving into the black hole, hunting hammerheads? 
Unbelievable. So Baldy had a lot to say. And then when that interview was done, and we did that at Raiders.com, so you could see the video, uh, it's posted on the site, I, I would assume, at some point today. Anyway, when we were talking, he was really, I wouldn't say disappointed, but he was shocked by some of Derek Carr's performances. And he likes Derek a lot. But he told me the interview ended on that interception that Derek threw in Pittsburgh. And we took the headsets off, and we're talking for a minute. And I go, man, I go, what else did you see? He goes, I just didn't see the same guy that I saw in the past or a couple of games that it just didn't look like Derek Carr and the fit that they didn't have or some of the things that didn't work out well. So that's fascinating to me. Brian Baldinger breaks down tape of every play from every player on every team. Let that sink in for a second, how much video he looks at it a week. And he saw a dramatic change with Derek Carr. So like Derek, like I do and you do or not, Derek did not play to the best of his ability. You can blame the head coach if you think the system was too complicated, whatever it was. This was the number one rushing attack in the NFL, number one rusher, excuse me, Josh Jacobs. Devontae broke the Raider record, right, for yards. Everything that went good for Derek in regards to the running game and Devontae was really fun to watch. It was all the other things that didn't work out well. Third and short, inability to run outside the pocket, all the things that I know he can do better, and maybe he'll do it better with another team. I think that Derek Carr's got some great football in front of him. But the Raiders got to find a quarterback who is better than Derek Carr. And I've been pounding that point home to you and everybody else. I don't care who it is, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Derek Carr. He's about the same. But Jimmy wins a lot more than Derek Carr. A rookie quarterback will not be better than Derek Carr in year one. So it's shrinking everybody. The, the amount of choices are less now that Tom Brady stepped aside and Aaron Rodgers is going on this darkness retreat. I don't know what's going to happen when he comes out of this darkness retreat, but if he decides to go to the Raiders and it costs a lot of money and it's a one- or two-year deal, whatever it is, I'd be thrilled to see Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback of the Silver and Black. If it doesn't happen, I'll pivot and I'll move on from it quickly. But if they're able to get him, then they have an opportunity to be a Super Bowl contender. Aaron Rodgers ain't coming to a team where he doesn't think he can win the Super Bowl. The Raiders could win the Super Bowl quickly with Aaron Rodgers and a rebuild defense. Because once you get Aaron Rodgers, you don't have to touch the offense. And you can bring in seven to eight new players combination because the money will be less because Rodgers cost a lot but the combination of free agency and the draft the Raider defense could look drastically different and I hope I'm right on that one when we come back Emmanuel Sanders will also join us he played in three Super Bowls he won one he lost two but a hell of a wide receiver who's got great memories going up against the silver and black and also next Mike Golick who's going to be talking about a couple of the topics. He'll be the sideline reporter for the Super Bowl on Westwood Run uh, 1, a big radio job coming up here, and I'll see Mike tonight also as he's a part of Ditka Jaws and the Cigar uh, cigar Party we're going to a little bit later on tonight. 702-365-9200. I promise and I would love to take some phone calls in between these interviews. So if you light it up now, Bobby will tell me, and I'll get you on the radio with the Super Bowl prediction. All right, JT, back with you. Sorry about that. Didn't hear that. As we are here on Raider Nation Radio, I just spoke to Mike Golick a few minutes ago about our event tonight, the former Eagle who will be on the sideline for the Super Bowl. 
Mike Golick, kind enough to join us from Radio Row. And, Mike, we were just having a conversation about uh, your teammates, yeah. the ones you keep in touch with, and unfortunately some of the ones you lost. It, it's amazing that, that starting defense when I was in Philly, we've lost five guys, five off that, and three on the D-line, you know, Reggie White, Jerome Brown, Mike Pitts, and then in the secondary, Wes Hopkins and Andre Waters. God rest all their souls, but, I mean, it was such a great time playing with that group of guys because it was before free agency, yeah. so there wasn't that movement. So we were not only teammates, we were good friends off the field as well and, you know, just one by one, obviously Jerome being first yeah. while we were all still playing there in the car accident. And then one by one from there, Mike Pitts was the last one last year. It's just very, very difficult. We're definitely saying goodbye yeah, to Yeah, and I know, I know this hits you hard because yeah. these are your brothers, yes. your teammates, and – the wives, the kids, yep. and you bump into everyone at reunions and all that. That must be difficult. And, and the horrible thing is when you bump into them at funerals. Yeah. You know, when you're starting to, to that's the reunion now is at a funeral for one of your teammates. It's, uh, it, it, it kind of, you know, wakes you up a little bit to where we all are in life, to where we were when we were athletes. We've been talk show hosts for a long time. Yes. This is my 25th radio row. And I look back at your great career as a talk show host and what you're doing now on the sidelines and being on the sidelines again for a Super Bowl. Yeah. You're thrilled about it, huh? Oh, I, I am. I'm obviously used to being in the booth for yep. college, and then Westwood won. I've been in the, in the booth the last uh, two years. But this is the second year now to be Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner in the booth and myself and Laura Oakman on the sideline. And I'm kind of that analyst yeah. on the sideline like a Lincoln Kennedy was, like a Saragusa was, yeah. God rest his soul Absolutely. as well. Uh, so it, it's fun being right there, you know, and down close to the action. It's, uh, it's very neat. And I never stayed. This is my, I think, 26th or 27th Super Bowl, and I always left. Yeah. Left on Saturday. I never wanted to stay for the game. But now that I'm working them, it's great. It's Now you have to kind of wrap, and you're prepping a lot and yes. you know the Eagles very yes. good so a couple of football questions about the game you mentioned your great defense where will this Philly team if they win the game go down historically on Philadelphia's defenses going back to Chuck Bednarik listen overall how, how can you not put them right near the top I do people yeah. people all you know when I talk about the great defenses I talk about those those Ravens or the Tampa Bay Bucks and people are, or, or the Bears, and they're like, well, why don't you put your defense in, in there? I said, listen, our defense was great. We have some of the greatest players ever play the game. We never closed the deal. We never won the championship. And, you know, the Ravens did, Tampa Bay did years ago, and Chicago obviously mm -hmm. in 85 with those great defenses. So if the Eagles were to pull this off, I mean, I was talking to Hassan Reddick yeah. earlier this week, and he grew up an Eagles fan. Now, the Donovan McNabb and up to now era, he wasn't even born when we were all playing. Obviously, he knows of yeah. Reggie White and Jerome and all those guys, but those were some of the best players I've ever played with or have ever played. But these guys, they're more complete. That's the thing. The depth on the D-line, the secondary, the offense. As I said, the NFC, when we got to the championship games, San Francisco and Philadelphia were more complete teams than Kansas City and Cincinnati. They just have the better quarterbacks. Mike Ola joins us real quickly. Tell me about Reddick when you saw the last yeah. game on tape because the one thing I've said about the Eagles is they've had a kind of an easy road. Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy, healthy or not, you couldn't dream up anything right. easier. By week, which they deserve. Daniel Jones, Brock Purdy, and a fourth-string quarterback who couldn't really play. Right. That's not super battle-tested compared right. to Mahomes, but Reddick, to me, jumped off the screen. Tell me more about Listen, him. Listen, I mean, what he does on the edge, and that's the thing about it. You go in and you can game plan a bit against Chris Jones, right? Chris Jones, the D-tackle for yep. Kansas City, he'll move outside and such. Who are you game planning here? 
You know, I mean, you've got four guys who've had 11 or more sacks. You know, Reddick leading the way with 16. So it's tough. But what Kansas City does, and watch them do, they'll get a running back or a tight end out late because they'll chip. They'll understand yeah. we got to help our guys. We can't just we can't just go five zero lineman against that pass rush the entire game and not have Mahomes have to be running for his life sometimes. Which oh by the way he does pretty well. I want to spend the last few moments before we talk about obesity to ask you about Jalen because I got a son who's a senior at Oklahoma. Right. So he was there when Jalen came there, and I saw Jalen have a big game, and I looked at my wife in the stands and said. I knew his story. I told my wife, that was the guy who was benched in the national championship game right. for Tua. And look what he's doing in this game. And now I'm seeing him. He's a finalist for the Heisman. And then you see him here as a potential Super Bowl yep. MVP. Mike, he lifts weight, weights with the offensive yep. line. Tell me something about his character. So, I mean, you, you look at what he's done. And going into yep. the year, it was Jalen and Tua. Who was going to? Were they going to be the future right. of their teams? Jalen, without a doubt, is Tua. We'll have to wait and see with the injuries. What I loved about Jalen and, and talking to him is the work he put in, in the offseason. Sundays are the test, but you always have to prep for a test, right? right? And the offseason, when nobody's seeing, that's when you self-scout. That's when you go over your mistakes. That's when you try and learn what did I do wrong and how do I make it better. And that's one of the big things Jalen has done. Let's talk about huddle up for, and let's talk about obesity because you're in great shape. And there's a lot of people you talked yep. about who we lost. We have family members listening here that would like to see some people get this under control. Yeah, so quickly, uh, huddleupobesity.org is the website to go to. And listen, when I finished playing, I, I went the other way. I was 320. Yeah, I, I was in I a knew bad back way. Then. I know. Yeah, big boned. Yeah. Huh? It, was, it was not good. As former players, we're used to an itinerary, somebody telling us where to be and what to be doing. Now when we're done playing, we've got to make decisions on our own. And the biggest mistake players make, and I think – other people make, men or women, but a lot of times men, men are afraid to go to the doctor and being told, you know, getting checked out and something's wrong. And we as players never wanted to see the doctor. We're fine. We'll play. We're good. But my, my thought is you got to involve other people, the doctor, your family, a support group. Don't try and deal with this alone because you're learning a whole new lifestyle. It's not, oh, let's go on this one diet and I'm going to lose the weight. You have to change your lifestyle. And that's something I did with the help of my wife and my support group that will help you eventually get down to a weight that's safe. Can we go to a website? How can we learn about website. this? HuddleUpObesity.org. Go there. Learn more. Do not keep these things to yourself. Involve people around you. Continued success, my friend. Thank you, sir. See you tonight. Really like Mike Golick. I hope you enjoyed that. What a good guy he is. And he had one of the best talk shows in the history of sports talk radio when he was on with Greenberg. And they had a very good show. And he left it, didn't know what he was going to do. And now he's killing it. He'll be the sideline reporter for the Super Bowl. And he can't wait to do it. And on top of it, his birds are playing in the game. When we come back on the other side, Emmanuel Sanders. I want to get to him, but Antonio and Modesto is up next. Antonio, thanks for waiting and calling in. We really appreciate it. You're live in Phoenix. Go ahead. Love the show, JT. Hey, man, I got Casey in a shocker. I know I just heard Golick talk about the, one of these great defenses, but I got Andy Reid coming up with the masterpiece. I got Mahomes coming up with something that we're going to see that's good, incredible. Even though I'm a Raider fan, I've seen too much of it. I say Mahomes for uh, 300 yards, three touchdowns. I see Kelsey for seven catches for about 87 yards and two touchdowns. I got the Chiefs winning 38-31 in the Classic. Ooh, 38-31 Chiefs. I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. Thanks for the phone call. I, I, I can live with it. I can live with it, but I don't like it. I mean, you're, you're diehard Raider Nation, and you're going with the Chiefs? 
Yeah, I guess he is. All right, Chris in West Oakland picked the Chiefs. He just picked the Chiefs. It's incredible what's happening here. 702-365-9200 as we continue live from Radio Row in Phoenix, the downtown convention center, site of Super Bowl 57. Emmanuel Sanders, I want you to hear this interview next because a lot of it was about the Oakland Raiders and what he remembers with the Broncos and the Raiders in Oakland. We had a nice conversation. We'll get to that next as we continue from Radio Row in Phoenix. The JT The Brick Show is live from Radio Row in Arizona. Thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow and the 215. Play fake. Back is Pluckett. Time to throw. Deep to the end zone to Branch. It is caught by Branch. Touchdown Raiders. He won a wrestling match against Wendell Young on the one-yard line. Holy Toledo. second touchdown catch of the day. Roy Neal Young could not have played him better. France just won a wonderful battle between two men who were in a dead heat when that ball was there for grabs. How beautiful does that sound? A Bill King touchdown, a clip branch. Nice job, Bobby. Welcome back, everybody. Raider Nation Radio. We are live from Super Bowl 57 at Radio Row. Emmanuel Sanders played for the Broncos. He's got a nice broadcasting career going on at NFL Network. He sat down with me a few minutes ago. Emmanuel Sanders joins us. Was I right to see on your bio 12 years in the league? 12 years, man. 12 years. What a great life and a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Played in three, though. I feel like I was supposed to have three Super Bowl rings, but... That's all right. I'll take one. <laughs> what a great segue. Thanks for sharing that, and I wish you won more there. But Mahomes loses this one. If he does with Andy Reid, he's 1-2. and two. Yeah, I know. Andy Reid's 1-2 in Kansas tough. City. And Raider Nation doesn't want to see anyone. <laughs> Raiders, Raiders got three. We don't want Mahomes getting two. And yeah. three. You know how that yeah. goes. As yeah. a former player, the rivalry with Denver I mean, and the Raiders. Yeah, Tell exactly. about that. Oh, man. Uh, I tell you what. Uh, playing at, you know in Oakland, it was it was different. It like was. it's crazy because it was legendary though. It was legendary playing there, seeing the fans and seeing, hey, you don't want to get you after you score a touchdown, you don't want to get too close because you're gonna go back to the bench smelling like beer. You know black what hole, I mean? Like black hole. Oh man, like the yeah the black hole. Like playing in that stadium, I, even like. You know, I would run a post route, and I'll be on grass, and the next thing you know, I'm I'm on dirt. You know what I mean? And it's like making those adjustments. Yes. You know, and like I'd be able to tell the stories of be, being able to play in that stadium and being in that environment. Because I feel like you know, Vegas is 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 Raider Nation now, but it's more of a bougie, oh, you no know, doubt. like Raider no Nation. You know, it's gonna take like, time to build. Yeah, that. I, yeah, I'm gonna be one of those guys to tell the old stories of the Raiders. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. In that stadium, rocking and the music and uh, you know the the Bay Area type music. What was the bus ride in like? You know the bus is pulling in. Oh man, I got a I got a story. I got a story, but man, I don't I don't know if I should tell it, man. But it's radio. You can tell. All right, I'm all right. I'm 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 gonna keep I'm gonna keep it clean, but I I'm I'm gonna have to paint the picture. Okay, I remember. It was one of my first times pulling into the stadium, and it was like the seventy year old lady. 
like everybody when you pull in they got the the fu signs up right <laughs> like, they got the fu signs. yeah they got the double birds up you know so she has the double birds up and she has an apron on she's like 75 and all of a sudden she lifts up the apron and it's like oh, this thing oh, like oh. just pops up could you imagine you know what i mean <laughs> exactly and i'm just like man these fans are crazy you know and i remember being on the sideline a few times and um you know the honorary captain um it'll be some fan and 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 he was just talking smack to me like you're not nothing you're not this you're not that i'm like man like but you got to appreciate those moments because i will never forget that you know yeah, from those fans it's, it's like it's like um, even though, you know, you, you play against these teams, but once you retire or, or once the game is over, you look back and you say, you know what, like, you have to appreciate those right. fans, right? Like, you have to appreciate that environment. You have to appreciate those stories. You have to appreciate those moments because those are moments that, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll forever remember in terms of a Raider Nation. Emmanuel Sanders, as we wrap it up, what happened to Russ? Russell Wilson last year that you were watching on TV or at a game or on the sidelines looking at that saying, man, that's not right, and Sean Payton's going to fix it. But what, as a great all-time receiver in this league, what did you notice that you said, man, I can't believe I'm seeing that, and I hope it gets fixed? Yeah, I mean, I mean, just the offense was stagnant. Yeah. I mean, the defense, the defense was nice, but the offense was just stagnant, you know, and um, you know, a little bit of it was uh, Nathaniel Hackett in terms of the play calling. A little bit of it was Russell trying to stay in the pocket. You know, it, it it was a mixture of everything. And obviously they were trying to get it right. Like, for me, like, you know, in seeing it, it was like, all right, you guys are going to get it right the next game. And then it, it wouldn't get right. You guys are going to get it right the next game. And then so then I got to the point I was like, all right, Nathaniel Hackett's not the guy. You know, like yeah. I even said it on on television. I said Nathaniel Hackett isn't the guy. You know, and 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 the Broncos knew it too. Uh, but now we got our guy. We got our guy in Sean Payton. I play. I play for Sean Payton uh, with the New Orleans Saints. He's gonna bring in a a different type of culture. He's gonna change the culture of the Broncos. He's gonna. It's gonna be fun, but at the same time, he's gonna. He knows football. He knows the X's and O's. To me, he's a future Hall of Fame coach. Uh, and, and and it's good for the Broncos, man. We definitely got our guy. Last one. Tell me something about your personal life. What are you doing? What is your next big move in your oh, life? Oh, I'm I'm on NFL Network right now. Yeah. So I'm with Michael Irvin, Rich Eisen, uh, Kurt Warner, and those guys. Great um, yeah. So I've been doing that uh, every Sunday. Been flying to LA, uh, doing that show, a little four-hour show, and and now I'm out here. Um, and it's it's been an interesting transition, you know, like playing football the highs and lows like yeah. i still miss catching those third downs oh, and i'm in, right I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in i'm in raider stadium and i'm fist pumping i'm looking at the crowd like y'all can't stop me and they're right. booing me and you know you like you, yeah one. you can't yeah you can't you can't simulate that you know but uh you know talking ball is fun too last one you're on a big platform now you're in media and you yeah. like being in media you got to take it up a notch you're, you're starting where a lot of guys at your level, never started at. When yeah. You're sitting on that show yeah. with those guys in Hall of Fame. Yeah. Your game is completely focused. You're prepping. You're researching. Oh uh, yeah, there. yeah. It's a That's lot. Right. No, it's a lot. Uh, but um, you know, I, me starting at that level, I just didn't start at that level. Just to start at that level, like I came into the National Football League uh, 
in 2010. In 2013, I had my first t uh, TV show with the Pittsburgh awesome. Steelers called the Emmanuel Sanders Catch uh, Catch 88 Show. Nice. And then I, I did that show, and I, I went to Denver in 2014, and I, I had a show for three years or four years in Denver called Broncos Huddle. So nice. I've been I've been you doing yeah I've been doing TV. I've been getting the rap. Good. So it's crazy when people saw me on TV. They're like. Man, you're good at TV for. I'm like, but you gotta understand. I've been, I was one of those guys that after practice, I would go and put on a suit and go and do my my TV show because they say you always gotta you always gotta have a backup plan. Thanks for doing this. All right, thanks good for having you. me. You got it. I hope yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. He was different because when he came over, I'm like, why are we gonna put a a Denver Bronco, former world champ, on there? And he comes up to me and he goes, I got great stories to tell about Oakland, and some of them were not meant for the radio. I'll just leave you at that. So he gave us one of the storylines, and he was talking about a lot of things. And uh, good to know him. You'll see him a lot on NFL Network going forward. So I want to thank Bobby, who put this together from back there. I want to thank Damon, Jared, Q, everybody who put this together. They were A-class. They, they rocked this place, got us big guests throughout our entire day parts. The Raiders were fantastic. Q and I got the podcast. It dropped already. You can find it, Raiders Roundtable. Please download the podcast and share it with others. And as we take a look at our guest list, we want to thank everyone who joined us from Radio Row. Uh, Fred Bolitnikoff, Boston with the Boys, Will Compton and Taylor Lewan. Jeff Sherman from the Westgate, Hall of Famer Anthony Munoz from the NFL on Fox, Chris Myers, we had Hall of Fame quarterback Jim Kelly, Ian Rappaport, Vinny Bonsignor, Kyle Turley, Romocop, Bill Romanowski, Hall of Famer Warren Moon. And today we had Tim Brown, Brian Urlacher, Trey Wingo, Shannon Sharp, Mark Hertzlet, Lee Sterling, Ron Jaworski, Brian Baldinger, Mike Golick, and Emmanuel Sanders. I am done. I'm going to have a bucket of Modellos. I'm taking my son to the golf tournament tomorrow. Can't wait to go out to the waste management and see what that looks like. Harry Ruiz is in for me tomorrow. I really appreciate Harry. He'll be stepping up in studio. He's got some good content he's been working on this week. And everybody behind the scenes here, this is memorable. Now, I want to leave you on this note. Next year, this is going to be in Vegas. And it's going to be this radio row on steroids. I just did an interview with Kevin Bollinger from Fox 5. What's going to happen next year is going to be life-changing for everyone, and hopefully more fans will be able to go. And you can see Radio Row. It'll be very interactive. It'll be in Vegas. There'll be great parties, and we're all going to be a part of it there. So fantastic time out here. I want to thank all of our proud partners. I'm going to be reaching out to all of them, everyone who does business with us, and thank them personally for getting us to the Super Bowl. It really takes a lot of people to do that and move us around. So I'm very excited about the opportunity going forward to do this again. And I think by the time I come back on Monday, I don't know, and Q will talk about it, Derek Carr could be a saint. Something could start happening around the road. I, I don't know. I think maybe that could break tomorrow or the next day, at least an idea of what the deal is going to look like. And I hope Dave Ziegler... I know Dave Ziegler is going to do a good job because the guy works and he grinds and he's got a lot of work to do to rebuild this roster here in the offseason. We're going to see if it starts with a quarterback or the Raiders are going to do something different. All right, everybody, thanks again. I really appreciate it. All of our social media is up at Raiders or at JT the Brick. Bobby, thanks again, and thanks to everybody else. We'll see you back in Vegas.
Good to go? All right, travel safely home.